Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is officially known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover the five best college bass wins plus one off the wall game scheduled to be played on Thursday, January 26th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pitchwiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations and community rules, see the Google Sheet for Sideline's projections on every single game. The model also has a great pick on each and every game, but because there are no locks in gambling, Sideline parses picks into three categories, loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades. There are two different ways to get picks, either via Patreon or Blackbook Sports. Most of it just depends on what you're looking for. Hopefully we have a package built for your needs, whether that's early access to model projections, ad-free shows, instant access to picks, and or the Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games. Don't forget that the results for all recommended picks, the ones in this show, the Model A grade plays, and the plays of the day can be found both on BetStamp, Blackbook Sports, and the Google Sheet. All links are in the show description. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, nice to have you back on, giving Jake a, a day off to rest his vocal cords and uh, just enjoy college basketball without having the, the stress of, uh, is he nailing the games, you know? Yeah, I mean, but is this really stressful? I mean, we just come on here and we just kind of talk about sports, which is what we'd be doing anyway. Uh, so I'm glad that I can give him a break, uh, but I'm sure he secretly misses it. It's probably true. It's like we talked about the Discord. We have a lot of fun over there, and we do talk about other sports, and there's people who give out recommended picks. It's a lot of fun. Um, but we joke that the the whole time that this Discord is mostly just like half the time it's just conversations that we would have via text. We just put it there for people to see, you know, our yeah. insights, our thoughts on things, and just like, hey, people might find this interesting. Let's put it out there. And that's kind of what it is. We're just talking about sports you know it's a it's a it's yeah. a good life it's a good life. yeah yeah it's definitely the discord has been one of the uh i would say unexpected uh pleasant things that has come out of all of this that discord is just really exciting and a fun thing to be a part of it, it absolutely is uh and we'll talk about that here real quick but before we get to that some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. That Patreon, that's the place to get access to that Discord chat if you want to join us over there. Lots of good benefits over on Patreon. Again, $3 per month. You just play the day, and for another $2, you can get that Discord chat access along with all of the model picks. And for $5 more a month, you get those ad-free shows and immediate access to all of the recommendations. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Because uh, Jared, let's get to it. All lines courtesy of that unnamed uh, domestic sports book that uh, maybe one day I'll sponsor, so we can tell you what it is. You can figure it out if, if you go to BetStamp. It's not. I just don't feel like saying their name until they, you know, decide to to, to become an official partner. Right? That's that's maybe that's my dream in all this is just to be able to say so and so, the official partner of Pixel yes. Professor. Like yes. I think I think if we get there, we will know we've made it. So if, if any of you watching this is influential enough in your company to want to become the official partner with us, then we, you know, hit us up. We, we, we yes, that. please. All right. Uh, again, all these lines current here as the time of this recording on Wednesday, about 5 p.m. Central. Uh, yet again, no day games on Thursday because life is sad sometimes. <laughs> it's the one thing again, baseball's got figured out at least. But yeah. uh, only one game we're going to talk about here at this 6 p.m. Central slot. There are a lot of good games 
on Thursday, and you definitely got a lot of quantity as well. But the early slate, the main focus here, Iowa at Michigan State. Michigan State is a three-point home favorites. Uh, Sideline says 3.1. So the model thinks this is priced pretty well. Here's the thing. I just don't trust Iowa on the road. I think they're pretty good at home. I'm just con- and that isn't they they do have they I think they beat Rutgers maybe on the road I, I think it was uh, they they've got a, a good road yeah. win and, and they haven't always looked good at home but like for the most part they play pretty well at home they don't play as well on the road Michigan State's kind of the same thing like they play better at home most college teams do it's a good home court advantage uh, to me this is just a if this game's in Iowa City I feel very different about it but uh, being here at Michigan State I'm gonna lay the three with the Spartans totals 147 and a half. Models is 150, but as we talk about every time we talk about Iowa, the total is just how many threes does Iowa make? And right. you, you can play it if you want. It's just I found I don't really care for playing Iowa totals because it's just it's not about how you read the game. It's not about the pace. It's only about are they hitting threes, and that's kind of a variable thing. So I'm staying away from the total, just going to focus on Sparty minus three. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So you mentioned Iowa struggles on the road. I want to focus on Michigan State's uh, success at home in conference play, three and one at home in conference. Uh, the one loss being a one point loss to the number one team, Purdue. So definitely give them a pass on that one. And then I was really impressed. You know, I was on here uh, last week talking about you know Michigan State and Rutgers, not knowing what the final score of or not knowing who's going to win that game, thinking it was going to be a low scoring game. I was really impressed with Michigan State coming out with a thirteen point win uh, at home against Rutgers. So. Uh, you mentioned Iowa being bad on the road. I think Michigan State's good at home. So I completely agree. Let's lay the three points. Uh, that's a short number. A lot of ways you can cover a number like that. Absolutely. I always talk about two and three are such key numbers uh, when, when you get to the low numbers because uh, at three, the only common way that you're going to lose is if they win by two. Again, one point wins happen, but aren't that common given the way the end of the game goes. And so when you only have one main way that you don't, that you lose, you got to like your odds, right? Hopefully um, these threes hang around. Again, when you look at it from a mathematical standpoint, a lot of the models would say a number around three, but I think they're just missing uh, the fact that in this situation, who it is, where it is, that type of thing. Uh, I think this number should be a little bit higher. So Sparty minus three is the play there. Sticking in the big 10, speaking of the number one team in the country, Purdue, uh, despite uh, not looking like it. I don't think anybody in the country right now yeah. looks at Purdue who's watching the games. I'm sure there's people who would say this, but if you're watching the games, you don't really think that Purdue is the best team in the country right now. They have got a good resume. They're still very good. I, I you know, they're probably still a top 10 team, you know, by yeah. any accounting realistically for sure. Top 15, they're still a solid team, but they keep winning. Uh, I'm going to grab the five with Michigan here in our double dip game. They can win. They can beat Michigan just like they beat Michigan state. You were talking about, here previously and uh, win by one, two, three, four. We can still win this play. Michigan might win this game. Purdue keeps flirting with disaster, it seems like. Yep. Yep. And someone's going to get them eventually, probably on the road. Uh, getting five with Michigan seems like a wise move. The model says it should only be 3.9. The model's been pretty accurate with both of these teams with regards to their point differential. And I'm going to go under 136. The model does say a little bit higher than this, but the model has overestimated the number of points in both Purdue and Michigan games as of late. Both these teams are playing lower scoring games, and I don't think the model is able to catch up, at least until Purdue figures out how to score and which I'm not sure if they will. I'm not sure if in conference here, these defenses are good enough to really throttle them. Purdue's defense is pretty good. I just think this number, it's it's going to have a hard time catching up. I feel like this probably should be more around 130, given what I've seen from these two teams as of late. So we're going to go under 136. We're going to grab the five points with the Wolverines. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? 
let's see. I'll give you the list of teams here. So Rutgers, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Maryland would have all covered this number against Purdue. You mentioned they've been kind of flirting with disaster. They've been winning these games, but man, they've been keeping them keeping them close. Uh, so I like taking the five points of Michigan as well. But I would also say I feel like we see this every year, and I'm sure I'm just making this up in my mind, but I feel like we see this every year where Purdue or one of these other Big Ten teams gets ranked number one, and then they probably go and lose their first game in the Big Ten game that they play immediately following that. Uh, it just seems that the Big Ten is obviously so good most years that, I mean, as soon as a team becomes number one, they were just kind of due for a loss anyway, and this feels exactly uh, like that situation here. I, you know, obviously, I'm not going to pass up five points, but if you said you want to take Michigan on the money line here, I, I don't think that I would argue with that either. Yeah, and of course, there is a question about with because Edie is such a unique player in college basketball. I mean, yeah. the Yao Ming basically here of college basketball. If you if you missed his days um, for the Rockets, I mean, that was just some otherworldly to watch. It's the same sort of yeah. thing here. You do have to wonder if that gives them some ability to win a closer game. I, I really don't know. You know, right. everyone in the building in some of these late games knows he's getting the ball late. Right. And he's still able to score. Will that continue? I, I think you can make an argument both ways. You can make both ways. You can make an argument that says his skill set, his height, it doesn't matter if you know he's getting the ball. If it's one play, he can score. Right. And that's going to help them in these close games. They, Michigan would still cover five in that world, of course. Or yeah. you can make the argument that that's what's been happening, but that's not something that's going to continue to happen. That if it was that easy, they would just literally give it to him every play. Right. And so you could make the argument that that's just kind of been the luck they've had. And if they do that 10 times, you know, he's going to score on five or six of them because he's a really good player, but he's not going to score on all of them. And if, when that luck falls, like you said, right. Michigan at plus odds might be worth it. So a couple different arguments you make there for the plus five, it doesn't really matter. And again, for the under, it doesn't really matter. Purdue seemingly until they find more scoring options, these big 10 defenses have figured out a way to really throw them offensively, but Purdue's defense is good enough. And ED down low changes the game enough to prevent the other teams from really going crazy. I feel like the only team that's going to score crazy on Purdue would be an Iowa who could, if, if they get hot from three, that right. sort of thing is just nothing you could do, you know, do yeah. with. But yeah. otherwise, these Purdue under seem to be the smart move. So under 136 and Michigan plus five are the plays there. Also at 8 p.m. Central, UCLA at USC. Going to lay the four and a half with UCLA, diminishing USC's home court advantage here. They still get a home court edge, but there might be a decent amount of Bruins fans in the stand zone that UCLA has a better basketball fall than USC. The travel's not a big deal, and that's, of course, part of the main, one of the big things with home court. It's knowing the backdrop, what you're looking at, but part of it's also the travel, the wear on the body, uh, that sort of thing. Easy travel, normal situation for UCLA for the most part other than where they show up. Sideline says 5.5 gives, gives this a B grade at four and a half. Once four for the A grade play. Again, four I think does have a lot of value, but I still think four and a half makes a lot of sense. I feel like the Pac-12 is pretty good, which is fun to say. I'm glad they're good. It's been so yeah. long since they've been good. It feels like they're good enough that maybe your strategy for the Pac-12 is just zig and zag every game. Oh, team looked bad last game. Now they're going to be good this game. Team looked good next yeah. game. Now they're going to look bad because there's a lot of good teams and it's just kind of seemingly the way it's gone. So, hey, uh, UCLA struggled against Arizona. Time to bounce back here. They're going to win against yeah. USC. Uh, again, they're the solidly better team as long as we're laying a shortish number. They've got the better offense, the better defense, and they should be able to control this one. Um, we are 5-0 and backing USC and 10-7 and fading them. So we've done pretty well with USC yeah. this year. Hopefully that continues here. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? 
I, I know UCLA might be ranked number eight in the latest poll, but I, I think they're better than that. I think this is probably one for me. This is one of the top five teams in the country. I, I really like what I've seen from UCLA this season. And so you tell me that I can lay a short number like four and a half, knowing that fouls could easily get me across this number late in the game. I, I feel good about that, especially in a rivalry game like this, because USC is not just kind of going to go let, let the game go. If it's close late, they're going to foul to get as many opportunities to, to win this as they possibly can. So I like laying the four and a half points. I think that's just too short for a team that I think is as good as UCLA is. And to your point, coming off a loss, USC is going to have their their full attention after that loss to, to Arizona. Yeah, and you know you make a good point there too with uh, your perception of UCLA. Uh, fourth, uh, according to team rankings, fourth according mm-hmm. to Ken Palm. Uh, a okay. very good basketball team here. And yeah. a situation where I want to get more points if I'm going up against a team that is of that quality. Uh, and speaking of which, we're going to go right to Arizona. At Washington State, they are a four-point favorite. We're going to grab the fourth Washington State. It's an A-grade play according to the model. Arizona's the better team, but the key difference when you look at this win versus UCLA is Arizona's had some wins, but they just don't project quite as well as UCLA does. I talked about where uh, UCLA was in those rankings. Team rankings has Arizona at 12th, and Ken Palm has Arizona at 16th. And so... um, I know Arizona won that game, but I mentioned at the time that felt like a game that Arizona wins at home. They lose the game at UCLA. We'll see if that happens later on down the road. Uh, but what should be a good contest, this Washington State team, I think better than people realize, getting four points is an A-grade play model, says it should be 2.8. The model has actually underestimated Washington State and overestimated Arizona in the last month. So it's playing a little bit of catch-up here in downgrading Arizona and upgrading Washington State. Washington State's got a real good chance to pull this off. I like getting points. I think they got a shot on the money line here. Uh, my zigzag theory holds here. Let's see. And uh, let's see if Arizona struggles after a big win last weekend. Cousin Jared, tell us your questions about this game. I, I mean, my my question was, why is Washington State only getting four points in this game? It feels like they should be getting a lot, a lot more than that. I know that Arizona has some some questionable defense at times, but it feels like they were still uh, quite a bit better. I I will say though that I have learned my lesson for the most part when I see lines like this that I can't explain. Uh, usually, it doesn't go well for me if I say you should lay the four points with Arizona. So I mentioned it with Michigan. Maybe I should mi- mention it here. Maybe a money line play. Washington State is is not the the dumbest move here and you could say maybe even up until game time this seems one to me that would move more in Arizona's favor I mean as the casual better gets more money on this game you you have to think this number moves toward Arizona it would have to be a lot of sharp money coming in on Washington State I would think so uh you know as somebody who's been bit multiple times going the opposite direction of what sideline's saying here um maybe taking the money line with Washington State wouldn't be the dumbest play out there yeah, the model says that Washington State wins this 42% of the time. And so you're probably mm-hmm. going to be able to find money line odds to justify that payout. That yeah. would give you a plus expected value play. I think the key here is it's reminiscent of a game we talked about recently, that Duke-Virginia Tech game. And of course, that had a wonky ending and who knows how that should have played out in a different circumstance. But there was a lot of questions there about why Virginia Tech was favored in a game, given that they were 1-7 or whatever it was in conference. 
the difference between those two is that, and I was on Duke on that one and we didn't quite get there with the plus points. The difference there is I was getting points with Duke here as opposed to having to lay points with Arizona, but I don't think it's drastically different. Arizona is a little bit better of a team than Duke. Absolutely. But I think Washington state's a better team uh, than Virginia tech is. So I just think that that one was confusing, but also in a, yeah, but I just don't trust Virginia tech. I trust Washington state. And I know that sounds yeah. weird to say, given that Washington State is 9-12. and 12, I am well aware of that. But when you look through it, they struggled early on in the season. When you look at their first five-ish games, I believe, like three of them just did not look good, but they kind of righted the ship. And when you look back, all of the losses are pretty understandable. Losing a road game to Hawaii, lost to Utah State, uh, lost to remember, some other like mid-majors, pretty solid team, uh, a couple of the conference teams. They already beat Arizona once this year in Arizona. Now, I don't, I don't know how if that necessarily means anything, but it, right. they've got – more impressive victories. They did lose the last two this weekend. It's on the road. This is at home. We talk about the home court mattering a lot here in the Pac-12. So it's just a situation where this Washington State team, once you remove those first like five-ish games, they're not that bad. They're not a top 20 team by any stretch of imagination, but they're not that bad. And this Arizona team, as fun as they are, having enough holes that it's a tough ask to have them run away on the road to a team that's already beaten them uh, this season. So we're going to grab the fort with Washington state, the flip of this game. I love the way they do this in the pack 12, where you travel, both of the teams travel to the same places and they crisscross who they're playing. Now we've got Arizona state at Washington. We'll flip on the weekend. We'll get Arizona, Washington, Arizona state, Washington state. It's always fun when this happens uh, here in the pack 12, we're going to lay the point with Arizona state against Washington. Uh, sideline says they should be favored by two. This is a B grade play. It's tough to get around A, B grades here, around zero. We've talked about this constantly. There's just not a lot of value in the probability around zero. So sometimes these numbers can go from minus one to plus one with the, you know, a, a, a slight breeze because obviously you can't tie and you're just going from, you know, pushes on the minus one plus one. So uh, it, it's tougher. going to be tougher to get this one to an A grade. But Arizona State, I think, wins this game. I just don't trust Washington at all. I think when – you look at the Pac-12, I just don't think they're quite to that same caliber that a team like Washington State is. Arizona State, I've liked watching them. I like what I've seen from them. I think they can go on the road and get the job done. We've been pretty spot on with both these teams over the last month with how they've projected according to the model. So I, I just think Arizona State goes on the road and wins. And laying a number like one, I think, makes too much sense. Laying one, laying two, I wouldn't lay more than that. But if I only have to lay one, sure, let's do it and see if the Sun Devils can get the road win. Total in this one is 139. Model is 137, so the model would lean under. But I will note that the model has underestimated the number of points both these teams have scored. And so because of that, it's a stay away on the total for me. Because, Jared, what do you think? couple things. Number one, I think this is a buy low opportunity on Arizona State. You know, they had three losses in conference, but two of those were to Arizona and UCLA, which are, you know, perfectly kind of understandable. Uh, you had the loss to UCLA or excuse me, USC last time out. But again, I think this makes this a, a buy low opportunity on Arizona State because you mentioned teams seem to be, bounce back pretty quick and almost anybody can beat anybody in this conference on, on a night to night basis. So I think laying the one point is good for that reason. The other thing I would say, and just by the nature of when I'm, I'm coming on the shows here, I catch a lot of the front ends of, of these mm -hmm. PAC 12 trips, mm -hmm. you know, where they're playing one team and then playing the other team in state a couple of nights later. It seems to me just from what I've seen that the, the teams come out and play really well on that first night. And then the second night is where you see a drop off when they're playing that second game in three days on a Saturday night. So I think this is the, the spot where Arizona state bounces back and maybe has a big win here. Uh, whoever they're playing on Saturday, 
Yeah, I I, I would be Washington State. Washington State. I would be wary uh, of mm-hmm. the Arizona State and Washington State game. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a good spot to back Arizona State. Not sure I'll say the same thing uh, in two days' time uh, when they're playing on Saturday. Or, or Sunday, because some of them do get shifted to Sunday for TV, yeah, so I don't right. know which one they'll play. But, yeah, they'll play um, Washington State on Saturday or Sunday. And I'm with you. I probably would take Washington State there without even knowing what the number is. That's probably the side yeah. I want to be on because we yeah. see it. And it's not always. There are situations where the team plays better on the second game, but it's like a, it's like three out of four times, it seems like. That first game, that's your road team's chance to play really well. And then yeah. after that, it's, it struggles a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we just talked about Arizona. We are taking Washington State there. You have to imagine that. Arizona at least gets a little bit of a bump the next game and playing Washington, playing a downgraded opponent. So at least that's what's in their favor for Arizona's matchup with Washington on Saturday or Sunday, whichever one it is, because yep. of the fact that then it's like, oh, at least we're playing a weaker opponent. Arizona State's going to be in tough shape because they get the weaker opponent at first when their legs are fresh. And then they've got the, when they're tired a little bit, a little bit out of, out of sorts playing the tougher opponent. This one sets up flipped for, for them in, in a worst case scenario. And we talked about this early in the season with some of those tournaments, those the teams who are hosting the tournaments get that little bit of an edge because, you know, the other teams are stuck in the hotel and they're, it's not their training facilities. It's not their, you know, the hotels that they're used to sleeping in. It's not the food they're used to. It's all just all those different things just kind of add up. And that's what you see in the Pac-12 because they don't go home. It's just that life on the road, the day off, you're trying to figure out your class stuff. You're trying to do a little bit of a practice, but you're traveling now a different hotel. It yep. just makes it a little tougher, especially in the Pac-12 with so many of those places at altitude, right? Throwing off uh, uh, an extra trouble there when you're talking about Utah and Colorado. Um, yep. So it kind of just makes a, a wonkier situation. The front end, though, is where if you're going to lay it with the road team, that's at least a better spot to do. That's what we're going to do here with Arizona State. Which takes us to overtime. Again, we're going to cover another off-the-wall game. We had an option that we talked about that was also a doozy, but this one, uh, Cousin Jared, I, I think we decided on the stinkerest of the stinkers. Um, yeah, we're yeah. going to grab we're going to grab 19 half points with UTSA playing here in Denton, Texas, in my backyard, 8 p.m. Central. A game I could go to, and I will not be going to. Um, because why? <laughs> yeah. In North Texas, because uh, Jared, I think you can talk a little bit more about this. Really struggling to beat teams by a lot. They did kick the crap out of UTSA in San Antonio earlier in the season. However, that was again that North Texas. A was ahead by one point with about 13 minutes to go in the game. B shot 50% from the floor. UTSA shot about 30% from the floor. Both teams are shooting in the mid forties. I don't expect that to continue. Seems like a value opportunity here to grab 19 and a half points with UTSA models been pretty spot on with both of them. Thinks that 18 and a half is a better number. Uh, Cause Jared, tell us more. Yeah, so I could also see how you could get a little enamored with North Texas after their victory over UAB last time out, uh, beating UAB 63-52. So I could see how you could get a little bit carried away. Uh, but come on, people, how many years of evidence do we have now that like the style of game that North Texas plays is just not going to lend itself, A, to scoring very many points for either team, and number two, for, for blowing teams out. So you mentioned uh, North Texas beat UTSA by about 24 points earlier this season. Uh, that would take their grand total of games they've won by more than 20 points to two uh they had one other game this season where they won by more than 20 points and that was against uh, omaha i believe so uh i just you know conference game utsa definitely going to be thinking hey we were right in this game with north yes. texas last time we played right up until whatever 10 minute mark in the second half and then things kind of got out of control uh there's just in 
and again, the way that North Texas plays, there's just no way that I see that game playing out uh, like like the last one did. And so, you know, maybe North Texas win this game something like 60 to 50 or 65, 55. But man, 20 points is just, or excuse me, 19 and a half. 19 and a half points is just a lot of points in a game that's going to have the defense that, that North Texas is going to play. Yeah, and we always talk about that the, the way I like to think about these games is that all, uh, you know, think about the ways the game could play out and that builds what we call a distribution of games, right? And then what we see is one observation from that, but we all know that a game could go differently. Think about the National Championship game in football, right? That how bonkers of a game that was between Georgia and TCU. They could play that game a thousand times and that might be like the biggest blowout of the thousand, right? Yeah. We just happen to see that one observation, but nobody would watch that game and say, well, if they played again, we should make Georgia a 40 or 50 or whatever point. I don't even know what stupid number they won by because we all stopped paying attention, right? No one would say that's what we expect to happen again, right? And we just say that's an outlier. Well, what we mean by that is if they were to play this a bunch of times, we kind of have a decent idea of what we think would happen. And then sometimes weird things happen one way or the other. And that's kind of what we're saying here. The first, uh, you know, 35 minutes of, game, of that game or whatever, when North Texas was barely ahead on the road, that seems like on average what we're kind of expecting to happen. And UTSA just to hang around, probably lose, but it's just the, not the style of play to run away. What we happen to see in the last seven minutes was that outlier wonkiness that could happen yeah. again there are no locks in gambling but in general it's not easy for north texas in that style of basketball to win by that many points yeah. and so because of that we're going to grab the 19 and a half with the roadrunners uh meet me right yeah i think that's what they say <laughs> all righty uh that's all we've got then all six games are going to cover because jared any parting words I know you're waiting for me to say how many days it is until the start of college football season, but you know what? I don't want to offend anybody. If you love college basketball, good for you. I'm glad that you love college basketball. So I will withhold my countdown to college football season for one week. I, can we get a countdown to baseball season? I feel like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, you know, uh, we can all guesstimate, I guess. I, I don't know how long it'll be. Let's say 100 days. Is it 100 days? That feels about right. I think it's probably closer than that, but whatever. It is what it is. We'll, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there when we get there, I guess, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It may be like 60 days. It might yeah. be closer than I think. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content we've run on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Back with Jake again tomorrow for more college basketball betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you need your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.